Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Jaudhary. I can't wait to jump into today's podcast episode. Episode number 214, we have a special guest, Mani Skowflex. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Mani the topic of his journey on how to build a business from nothing. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi, Mr. Mani. Thank you so much for joining me this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? Doing great. And thank you for having me, Russell. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. I'm super excited to learn more about you and your journey, how you started the business or career you have right now. So before that, I'd love to know more about your early stage of your life. Like you mentioned, your family background, your both parents moved from uh, Greece to America. And then obviously, developing like immigrant family, it's not easy when mm-hmm. they have to start everything from scratch. I'm from Bangladesh myself. So when I started out, it's like uh, nothing I had. So yeah, if you can share a few things about like your early childhood of yours, then moving forward to, we can go back to like how you started your business and everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. My parents were born on an island in Greece in the South Aegean named Carpathos. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has a very long, long history. And it's a very uh, beautiful place and uh very uh rugged um and there's also 200 different types of flora and fauna that only grow on that island so it's very interesting yeah uh however over time you know it was a, it was a poor place it was subject to uh uh attacks from pirates occupation things like that and then it really all came to a head i would say in world war ii where that island was blockaded and life was extremely difficult hmm. uh, as soon as the war ended, my father uh, had a uncle and he immigrated here. His uncle sponsored him. And my father set out to to work uh, in various different jobs, beginning in the restaurant business. My mother immigrated um, about five or six years later. Now, they didn't know each other back on the island. They actually right. met here in America because the customs were different. Dating yeah. was really not permitted over there. Okay. And, so they actually met here and then they married and, uh, you know, they worked very hard and then they started their own little, uh, restaurant business, a small restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, growing up, that's kind of the lessons that we got very early. Uh, my parents would, you know, buy, instead of buying like a pound of ham at the store, they would buy a big, you know, 20 pound can. We have a slicer in our basement and we'd be slicing ham for the store so we always had a lot of stock uh, available so that was what the the early childhood was like our first language was greek uh we were sent to school Uh, it was different era back then Uh, the teacher said hey what are we going to do with these guys my brother and i we didn't speak english my mom said don't worry they'll be fine in a couple months and we were so that was the the early childhood you know son of immigrants interesting and then after like, uh, what's do your parents used to do? Like, are they like entrepreneurs themselves or like uh, they've been uh, working in a job? Yeah. So my father was um, in the stonemason business. He had learned construction, but was unable to finish his education to, because mm-hmm. the war broke out. Yeah. And then my mother was actually a seamstress. She had finished seamstress uh, school in Athens. However, when they got here, my mom was working uh, in a sweatshop doing piecework. And then my dad actually ended up in a hotel as a waiter. 
and uh, Greek people like to uh, be their own bosses. And the restaurant business is something that has attracted a lot of Greek people. So they saved their money and eventually started a small, a small restaurant. All right. Interesting. So then you're moving forward, like uh, in your teenage age and like early, like when you call going to college and everything, did you know, like you're going to be a businessman, like uh, follow your dad footstep or like, do you want to do something else? Uh, that's a good question. So we grew up without a lot of money. So for whatever reason, I did not want to be poor in life. That was the right. overall driving factor. Uh, so I said, I gotta, I'm willing to work hard because that work ethic was instilled in us and all of my siblings from my parents. As I'm gonna work very hard, I'm not gonna be poor. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do uh, in terms of a career exactly, but I was in the restaurant business. I liked it, I was good at it. I got along with people, the customers liked me. And um, you know, you actually made a little bit more money working in a restaurant than you did having for example, a, a professional career. Right. So I was drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah. So did, did it follow like a same step? Like it was starting a restaurant business or did it come up with like some different kind of ideas in terms of like a starting your own? No, I, I worked, uh, I had very good teachers and mentors in the restaurant business, beginning with my father and mother. Mm. Um, and then I worked in other restaurants and learned you know, the many different aspects of the business. And yeah. then that's, and I continued going to school because my parents stressed, you know, to get an education here. They didn't want us to just work in a restaurant and, and not go and, and try to get a degree. Yeah. So I did that while working. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I did the same thing as well. Like uh, when I started our restaurant, working in a restaurant, I was a dishwasher uh, when I moved to UK first I think three, four years, and then after move forward, I become a cook, and then I started my own business with my brother, and run that for three and a half years. Then I realized this is not something I want to go for the rest of my life. You know, like the Russian business, how hectic it can get. Like so many things you need to focus on, and also like the hours. The hours is long enough. Like you have to work on the weekends, midnight. So when you have actually family, it's really really tough. And so yeah that's interesting business model like uh, you learn from like a restaurant business and your parents have the same background as well and you mm -hmm. worked in in the space then how did you come up with the, the current business you have the idea of uh, like uh, working towards like it's a completely business model isn't it yeah um you know i i grew tired as you just mentioned of the monotony of the the restaurant business yeah. you know i earned my bachelor's degree and then i continued working another four years and i did i did get tired of it Mm. And I was always very attracted to finance. I liked the financial world, you know, Wall Street and all that good stuff. So I decided I was going to make a change. And I wanted to, I didn't want to go and get a corporate job and then go to school at night because right. I had already gone through that trauma of yeah. working full time and going to school full time. I didn't want to do it again. So I said, you know what, let me try to work part time and go get a master's degree in finance. And then that'll take me like two years. And when I finish, I'll be ready. So I did that. I earned a, a master's degree. And then I was ready to go get a corporate job, Russell. And there was a bad recession here in the United States. So I made the decision to move from Maryland, state of Maryland, where I live, yeah. to the state of Texas, where jobs were more plentiful. 
So the funny part was my parents were very uh, stunned. They were shocked. They were upset. And I was looking at him and I said, hold on a second. I said, you came on a boat three weeks. That, that was the trip in the 50s, three weeks to yeah. get from Europe to, to Ellis Island. I said, you came three weeks. Uh, you didn't speak the language. I said, I'm moving to Texas where there's a 7-Eleven on every corner and everybody speaks English. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no comparison here. I'm going to be the same country, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so I did that and I was very blessed. I went through a training program, a lot of great teachers and mentors there uh, in the bank and and customers that I was learning from. And then I got the itch to want to do something on my own. Mm. That's how the idea I was, you know, always talking with my friends, peers that we worked together about what we could do. And this idea about being a consultant was something that we batted around. Yeah. The question was, how do you make the transition from corporate life to just stop and then go yeah. put the burden on yourself. Yeah, it's so much bigger of a leap, isn't it? Like uh, when you have like a steady paycheck coming in every single month mm -hmm. and you know like your outcomings, you know like your incoming, but when you're starting your own uh, like a consulting business, you don't know how many clients you're going to bring in this month, mm -hmm. what the incoming is going to be. Like you know your outgoings, but are you going to maybe match up? There is like a constant worry about it. So how did you make that leap like from corporate to like starting your own business? Is it like a decision you made straight away or like you have to plan out, you have to save up and then you made the leap? You know, I, I thought about it for a while. Uh, it brought uh, brought me a great deal of anxiety. Uh, I had a very good friend at the time, Mario Di Pasquale. He was very helpful. He was like my therapist. All right. uh, you know, and, and he was the guy that he was also a fellow banker, uh, similar background and we would bounce ideas off each other and he would help me because I was, I was suffering from, you know, tremendous anxiety about it. Mm. I didn't know how I was going to make a living. Would it be successful? And, you know, he was really instrumental. So I was scared to open a business in California because it's such a big place. Um, you can be anonymous there your whole life. So I decided to move back to Maryland, which is a smaller state yeah. and give it a try because I knew a lot more people here. So I, I did that. I moved back uh, to Maryland and then I, rekindled a, a friendship with two very close friends that were working as consultants and they were successful and they helped me. They, um, they showed me, they grabbed me by the hand. They gave me some training. They even referred customers to me and they helped me to make the jump. Yeah. So when you made the transition, like uh, walk me through, like what was your first year of business look like? Obviously you're starting out a new business. Like uh, you didn't do the trade before like a completely right. like a different industry. How did you find out like how, how does it feel like running your own business and starting out? Yeah, it was, um, you know, pluses and minuses. I would say, you know, exhilarating in certain aspects and yeah. then, you know, other times just downright scary because of the anxiety you're worrying. Am I going to make enough money to pay my bills, my mortgage payment this month, my, mm. you know, my car payment. And, you know, you just, you know, got to continue to persevere. You know, perseverance was something that was taught to us by our, you know, my parents and something that is a, a theme on the island. Our people have persevered on that island for like 5,000 years. And it's, yeah. a, it's, it's rough. It's not easy. There's a hard physical labor. Those, you know, just keep moving forward. And, you know, tomorrow's a new day, just get by today. And, and then my parents always said, keep your overhead low. That was a big lesson. Do not have, you know, high personal expenses. Do your best to to keep low overhead. Yeah. So you're not working for your bills. 
Yeah, that's that's so true. Like I always live below my standards. So always like a, no one can tell me like if my business is not making money or something like a, no one can tell like I'm going for like a disaster moment. And even though I'm in a highest level, like no one can tell me like I'm going for highest level because I'm same level all the time. So even though I'm making a thousand dollars a month or like hundred thousand dollars a month, it doesn't mm -hmm. really make any difference because I'm living the same standard as mm -hmm. me. Uh, top I'm wearing the brand I'm wearing I'm always wearing the same brand like even though mm -hmm. I'm earning like a thousand dollars I can still afford the same brand so no mm -hmm. one can actually tell and I don't have to go bankrupt and I don't have to go through like all credit cards and everything so this is the great lessons and my dad gave me the same lesson as well <laughs> like a, amazing he used to wear like the same color clothes like a mm -hmm. white all the time so everything is white so you'd have to choose every morning like uh, how to uh what to wear what color to go on this mm -hmm. what style to go in and also like a non-branded so there is no logo for hugo boss or armani or gucci uh -huh. or anything like that so it's just a simple way and he's run it like successful businesses like from restaurant to transport business so yeah i i like the fact like uh, then you started a business and you started to move forward obviously the first year is always hard first couple of years mm -hmm. what was the lesson for you to learn like on the first couple of years of running a business I had to get better. I, I had to get more efficient. Uh, it was very time consuming. The model was really not uh, that profitable. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're you're working to try to develop the business, which is difficult. Um, you're working to try to get referrals. You're actually working for the client to try yeah. to assist them every month. And then you're at night. You're thinking about I need to get better. This is this is not sustainable. Uh, I'm constantly worrying. It's killing me. There must be a better way. So I would read books from other successful consultants and I would, you know, keep my ears open and ask a lot of questions. How can this, you know, get better? How can I do better? Yeah. Um, so it took a long time. Uh, it took a long time, similar to finding that, you know, that happiness of living within your means. You know, it, it took a lot of time to, to get comfortable and figure out a way to, to make the you know to find the balance that's the word i'm looking for to find yeah. balance interesting so then what was like your mindset was like one thing is not going your way like uh obviously you mentioned the months you're like how am i going to pay my mortgage how am i going to pay mm -hmm. my car bills and this is a tough moment you feel like you're quitting every single day like you're going back to like your steady paycheck uh, job did you feel like you're quitting or like what did you do right. if you feel like you're quitting like uh, how did you motivate yourself yeah, I, I did. The thought of quitting was constantly on my mind, but you know, I, I, I don't, I feel guilty. I feel guilty when I think about quitting something. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were always taught to finish our goals, to be, you know, men of our word. If we said we're going to do something, you got to finish it. Yeah. So I, I said to myself, I have experience in a bank. I have my degrees. No one can take them away. I have a good reputation in a worst case scenario, as much as I might hate it or my ego might hate it, I can always go find a job. I'm not going to starve. I'm not under the same risk factors that my parents were living on this island, you know, yeah. in the South Aegean. So that's, that's what helped me. I said, there is a fallback here. So I shouldn't, you know, have too much anxiety about it. I'm not going to like it, yeah. but it's, it's there in case. Yeah, well, it's like a reassurance, isn't it? Like, uh, 
your skill set yourself is a confident because you can't control like it was outside there like what your client's gonna do what's the business gonna do the government mm -hmm. gonna do only thing like you have to rely on yourself and your ability to think take uh charge of your life right yeah that's a great point i, I like how you said it you can only rely on yourself yeah and you know that's that's it i think you hit the nail right on the head with that yeah, so, I experienced that. Like I've been running my agency for five years now, and you know, service-based business is always you have to rely on the clients and how it goes. And there is a moment, like first couple of years, I felt like a quitting, and mm -hmm. every day I felt like a quitting. And things always happen. I feel like you're quitting, then there's a miracle happens. Then your clients comes in, then your business comes in, mm -hmm. and you get busy with it. And as you move forward, right now, like. Uh, we have like a waiting list of clients because so many Excellent. people are coming in. But if I quit on the back then, then wouldn't have like the business that we have built right now. And yeah, in those dark moments, you have to live on your own because you can't mm -hmm. share with a lot of people. Because right. a lot of people are going to be bring a lot of doubts on your head. Like if I share, share with like my external family, they'll be like, why don't you uh, close the business or start some job, go back mm -hmm. to your teaching, go start a restaurant business or something else and always have like a two sets of mindset. Like there is no one way. So what would be like a, your one piece of advice you give like whoever wants to start their own business, they have the idea uh, mm -hmm. from like your years of experience, what would be like one piece of advice you can give? Um, you know, to take their time. I, I've, always been very ambitious, which is a plus and a minus, you know, take your time and, and don't quit your job. If you have a job and you're working right now and you're successful, uh, but you're working for someone else, but you do have that drive and you have an idea, in my opinion, don't quit mm. and just and, and start this idea because there's no guarantee of success. See if you can yeah. transition into it. I'm sharing with you the benefit of hindsight. If you can transition into Definitely. it. You know, they call it a side hustle, you know, in America, you know, start with your side hustle, you know, because I found a lot of it was mental. You know, I had to work on improving my personal happiness. Mm. And once I improved my personal happiness and wasn't worried about all the material aspect, then that's when things became more pleasant. Uh, and I had someone tell me that I was the asset, not my money. And it took me a long time for that one to click. Like, what do you yeah. mean I'm the asset? I thought the asset was, you know, with a piece of real estate or the car, yeah. or, you know, the stocks. And finally, it clicked. Without me, none of that stuff gets done. So none of these matters, right? Like, yeah. I'm going through my illnesses. It doesn't matter. Like, I have a multi million dollar business, my wife, my kids, because if I'm on laying down on a hospital bed, those things doesn't matter at all. Yes. And I've, I've been there and, and just realized at a really early age of me, I'm just going to turn 29 mm -hmm. next couple of months. And I have to experience a lot of things. And that's why I'm just saying like, hey, you have lived more than me. You have like a lot of experience compared to me. But moments in my life came long, like it gave me like a big lesson. I lost both of my parents age 13 and mm -hmm. both gone like within a few months time. Yeah. And I lived on my own Uh nearly a couple of years in Bangladesh on my own without any family members without any support or help so that was like really really tough moments and that gives you a lesson like without yourself without your own happiness you can't give happiness to anyone else and materialistic thing doesn't bring you any happiness uh when I was ill like back in November I spent nearly about thousand pounds worth of stuff on my office so I can be like my mental shift I didn't even use it like a lot of stuff I spend on my studio my home studio for doing a podcast 
because my head is not there my physical health is not happy so that's why like i couldn't experience like a lot of stuff about i thought like that gonna give me some kind of peace or like i have some relaxation nothing actually helped because the materialistic thing you can spend on like that not gonna give you anything and yeah, yeah. i um thank you for sharing that i, I can't imagine um losing my parents at 13 and, and living on my own. So, I, I mean, your story is just amazing. Um, yeah, okay. You know, I, I was the opposite. I was blessed because my parents were actually able to live long lives. Mm. The, the thing is they just died about, I'd say about 14 months ago, but they died nine oh, months yeah. apart. So yeah. that, that's been painful uh, for us to lose, you know, their yeah. leadership yeah. and guidance and love. It's, you know? it's all is hard. Like any age you lose your parents is all is hard. Uh, but, I get it like especially when you're like uh, 13 14 oh, it's really imagine. hard to process it that, that's that's all yeah I can't imagine I I uh I, I feel for you it's it's no it's I fine can't, like, I can't uh, imagine I can't even yeah. possibly imagine yeah like without losing them I wouldn't be here today and like wouldn't do the podcast It all started from there like my started uh depression anxiety started from after losing them mm-hmm. and then journey continues and right now couple of years back like I nearly lost my child he had a brain damage during the birth so he was in ICU for six weeks the, the beginning even the doctor told us zero percent chance of him to make it because only God can make him all of the medication failed on him mm-hmm. so that was tough so did he get did he pull through yeah yeah he's doing absolutely right. fine right now he just got seizures here and there right. like he got some epilepsy uh, but he's in control so uh, he's doing much better Okay. And I'm really, really proud of it. Excellent. Yeah. So many thank you so much for joining this podcast. And we're coming to the end of this conversation. So those who's listening, if anyone wants to learn more about you, your work, where's the best place to find you? Uh, I would say on my website, which is portalcfo.com, P-O-R-T-A-L-C-F-O.com. All right. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you on the show and it's been a great pleasure having a conversation with you. I wish you best of luck with your business, your personal life. I hope you have a wonderful uh, year ahead and thanks for coming today. Likewise. Thank you, Russell. And thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate your time. You're most welcome. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. That's it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you got some value from it and enjoyed our conversation. So those who are interested to learn more about money, go visit his website. And until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.